Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Blind and Veteran Association's Vet Tech Podcast Series. This podcast series features a variety of content from recordings from our monthly webinar series, sponsored content, educational demonstrations, as well as interviews and a variety of other items that allows individuals to learn more about the assistive, adaptive, and accessible technologies that enhances the lives of individuals with visual impairments. This episode features the recording from our October 19, 2022 episode of the VetTech Weekly Wednesday Webinar Series, where we are joined by Tim Gels, the Director of Marketing from Eschenbach of America, to learn more about visual impairments as well as the devices that Eschenbach offers to enhance his one independence. Thank you so much for the introduction, Tim. Appreciate it very much. And thanks to everyone for taking time out of your day to listen to the webinar today. What I wanna to do is uh, basically go through this a little agenda, and one is just introduction and definitions, then go through an overview of Eschenbach, then cover kind of what eye diseases cause low vision, how magnification and vision enhancing devices actually can help, and then do an overview of one of our newest devices. It's called the SmartLux Digital. It's a five-inch video magnifier. You go through some of the technology that's in that device, and then wrap up with a concluding slide. Very briefly, what is low vision? Basically, it's irreversible vision loss that cannot be corrected with glasses, contact lenses, or through the use of therapeutic or surgical treatment. Um, the American Academy of Ophthalmology defines it as patients with acuities of worse than 2040 or those with field loss or contrast loss. Uh, for those that uh, might not know field loss, basically that's a restricted field of view where you kind of almost have tunnel vision. And then contrast loss is the inability to separate an object from its background, kind of making things look like foggy vision. Uncorrected vision loss actually is very common. So it's actually the third most common health ailment over age 65. There are 30 million people that are visually impaired in the US. Fortunately though, there is a service called low vision care that can help for many of those individuals that have low vision. So what is low vision care? That would be the next question to answer. And that's basically a proven service provided by eye care and vision rehab professionals that helps maximize the remaining vision of those that have vision loss. And that through the V. A can be an optometrist, VIS coordinator, BROS, O&M instructor, any number of different professionals that can help with that. And this low vision care as a service complements any medical treatment that's being provided and actually helps maximize the outcome of that together. And it allows those that have vision loss to better meet their visual goals and their activities of daily living so that they can increase their independence and improve their quality of life. And in so doing, usually there is something done, a low vision exam, and then the dispensing of what's called low vision devices or low vision aids. So what are low vision aids? They're basically optical or electronic magnification devices, as well as vision enhancing products that can assist those that have vision loss. So this slide actually shows a couple of different products. One, uh, the first one on the left is actually just a standard handheld illuminated magnifier. Next was a pair of glasses and though it looks like a regular pair of prescription glasses, actually they're kind of high powered spectacle magnifiers they're called. Below that is an example of one of the many different types of electronic or video magnifiers. In fact, that's gonna be the one we're gonna to show today called the SmartLux Digital. And next to that is a tinted pair of glasses. It's got like a light purple or a rose kind of shade to it. And actually uh, these are absorptive filters, contrast enhancing filters. Uh, that one in particular actually is very useful for people who have had traumatic brain injuries. Okay, so now we've kind of described some of those terms. I'm gonna jump and explain who Eschenbach is. And Eschenbach is actually the leading manufacturer of the highest quality magnification and vision enhancing products. Uh, founded in 1913 in Germany and our North American headquarters founded in Connecticut, uh, 1983. 
We're a leader in lens innovation and low vision technology, and we've been fortunate enough to be the recipient of a number of different product design awards. Um, we are leaders in integrating low vision care into eye care practices, uh, those are outside of the VA system, and even those that offer it within the VA system, uh, we try to help the practitioners um, with the service in terms of providing education and uh, device recommendations in terms of what might work best for a veteran and also uh, some training techniques and tips too. Our products are located in most of the VAs uh, that offer low vision care and most all also outside of the VA, all the top uh, private uh, eye hospitals as well in the US. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that customers uh, think pretty highly of Eschenbach on our products. Um, there is something that a number of companies have begun to use now called a net promoter score. And you might've seen that sometimes you get a survey after you make a purchase with a company and it'll say, how likely are you to recommend our company to a colleague or friend on a scale of zero to 10? And from that, uh, companies can tally up a result and get a score. Uh, a score of 50 is considered excellent. And we're proud to hear that our customers rate us as a score of 74, which is well above that. So we're very proud about that. We're also very proud of our support of the BVA. Uh, we're a continuous exhibitor at the annual BVA convention. Um, we're an angel sponsor as well. That helps a veteran get uh, to the conference if it's one of the first times they've been to it before. And we try to do something to give back to the community outside of that as well. Over the years, we've been a sponsor of a guide dog um, company and providing funds that allowed that dog to be raised and be given free of charge away to a vision impaired person. Um, also, uh, this year, we are sponsoring two vision impaired students to go to what's called Space Camp, actually at the US Space and Rocket Center in Alabama. So we try to do something to give back to the community. And of course, we also make low vision devices. And we actually carry one of the broadest range of high quality devices in the market. And this slide is hard to read because um, it's got so much on it. So I'll kind of walk through. It's basically kind of fanned out uh, all the different types of categories of low vision devices, and then a picture of some of them that we carry. So um, on the far left is bottom is handheld magnifiers. And that's one that's very common to many people. And we carry a number of handheld magnifiers. And the picture to the left of the graphic shows some credit card style magnifiers that are newer for us. And the, um, next to that is the next category of low vision device called stand magnifiers. And there's a couple examples next to that. Uh, people think of those, usually they think of dome magnifiers. We've kind of made some innovative changes to it and used some innovative technology uh, to improve upon that um, to make products that are even uh, better and easier to use. Next to that is spectacle magnifiers and the monocular telescopes can uh, be like the one shown, uh, be a fixed focus telescope. So all you have to do is put it up to your eye and use it. And in some cases we have other telescopes that are focusable. And there's also telescopes too, uh, binoculars. Next category is absorptive filters. We carry a number of different tints and different styles wrap around, fit over. And the next to that are the electronic devices. And we have smaller handheld devices like the first one that's shown, which is our SmartLex Digital, which is the five inch uh, version of that. There's also a seven inch version and a 12 inch version of these more portable handheld devices. And then we have desktop video magnifiers as well that are transportable and actually uh, fold down flat as well. In addition to all these different devices, we also provide uh, diagnostic kits, charts, and other uh, tools that are used by the professionals when working with people who've got vision loss. 
All right, so that's kind of an overview of who we are and some basic definitions. Now a quick kind of overview of what are the major underlying eye pathologies that can cause vision loss. And the first and the most common is age-related macular degeneration. Uh, it's number one in North America, comes in two different forms. There's a dry form and a wet form. Uh, the dry form is far more common. 85% of the patients who have it, um, AMD, have the dry form. Unfortunately, there's nothing on the market yet to help treat that disease. So low vision care and low vision devices are really uh, the solution for that. There are, for the 15% of patients who have, who have the wet version, are some drugs, intraocular injections that can be done to help slow the progression, um, but still it's many times not enough to help people meet their goals. There's a little slide or graphic that is um, on the slide that shows a picture of a scene, basically of a lake. And what this is meant to do is kind of show what it might look like um, a representation if one had AMD. And you can see in the, the picture, there's a big kind of black blob right in the center. And that's the scotoma that's often formed. It can vary in size and exact location, but just to give you an idea of what it could look like. And for those that have AMD, basically everywhere you look, that blob is right in the center of your vision. You can't really look around it. So that kind of stays with you, but that's kind of how it looks like when you have uh, age-related macular degeneration. Next most common underlying eye disease would be diabetic retinopathy. And about 6 million people in the US have that. Uh, there are treatments for that, but this picture of the lake shows a little different. It has little blobs kind of across the screen, uh, so, sometimes right in the center, sometimes around. And um, that is oftentimes how it can look like when you've got diabetic retinopathy. There are some treatments, but again, no real solutions to it yet. Still not able to get back to doing the tasks that one likes to do. Another eye disease is called glaucoma. And this one's um, the third laws, or should I should say the third leading cause of blindness worldwide. Uh, there is medication for this if it's caught in time, but it's uh, a silent disease and it's not noticeable all the time till it's almost too late. So what this slide of the lake shows is that actually in the center, you can see okay, but it's around the periphery where it's very dark and you can't see too well. So it's peripheral field loss that one gets when you have glaucoma. And then right off the top four uh, is cataracts. And cataracts, the leading cause of blindness worldwide, about 20 million people in the US have it. There are treatments for it, of course, surgery. You can get an ocular lens put in, uh, but it's only for patients who qualify for it. And, and some people have cataracts that are just inoperable. And um, the picture of the lake there shows how it just looks like it's a foggy day, very, very foggy. And that's um, how it can look like when you have cataracts. Those are the major for it. There are certainly others. And this slide just talks about some of the other ones, retinitis pigmentosa, uh, corneal disease, optic nerve atrophy. Um, again, mentioned earlier before, uh, traumatic brain injury also, uh, concussions uh, can cause some vision loss and need for devices, uh, and also Stargardt's disease and a number of other ones. Okay, so that's a review of some of the diseases. We've seen some uh, different types of magnifiers, different categories. Another question that often comes up is, well, how do low vision aids actually then help? So this slide is to kind of show how they help. So it's two rows basically, and the first row is kind of showing a representation for patients who've got what are called central field loss diseases. So age-related macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, those diseases that have a central scotoma right in the center in the vision. And the first little graphic shows a circle that's supposed to be the back of the retina of someone's eye. And there's a word that they're trying to read, that's projector in the back of the retina. And you can see the dark stripe right in the middle and you can't really make out anything other than the first letter and the last letter of that word. But 
when you use a magnification device, you can see how the letters are made larger on the back of the retina. It doesn't do anything to treat the scotoma in the center of the vision, but now people can kind of make out that little. They can decipher what that word is and say, oh, that's the word apple. Maybe you can't see the second P all that well, but you can kind of figure it out. And that's kind of how magnifier, magnifiers work and help people um, with uh, vision loss be able to read and recognize things better. The next row down actually shows how they're used for the other kind of category devices. Instead of having the central field loss, it's peripheral field loss, and that's the glaucoma and retinitis pigmentosa type of patient. Same thing where it's a circle which represents the back of the retina and the words projection on the back of the retina they're trying to read, but the periphery of the retina is what's all dark and you can't see around the edges too well. You can see the middle two P's okay, but you can't make out the rest of it. So for some patients actually with those diseases, what they need is a field expander or minifier. And what that does actually makes the letters actually a little smaller and squeezes it into that spot of their vision that they can see very well. So there you can see the word apple, although it's smaller uh, for this particular type of situation that can be seen because it's put into the, the clear area. So sometimes um, our vision impaired will be given a monocular telescope and they'll be told to look through the opposite end, to flip it around, look through the other end. And what that does is actually makes uh, it into a field expander so they can see a bigger field of view and get it into that part of their vision where they can see really well. And lastly, for the cataracts, for those patients who have foggy vision or what's called cloudy media, first graphic just shows how, again, the word apple is very, very light gray. It's very difficult to read that. With contrast enhancing filters, those special kind of sunglasses, uh, you can see the letters kind of pop out a lot better and makes it easier to read the word apple. The letters look more dark against the background. So that's how low vision aids kind of help. Another question that may come up, which is, okay, great, I understand now how magnifiers work, but why are there so many of them? So there is, um, unlike people who are hearing impaired, where one hearing aid will work for multiple different people with various degrees of hearing loss, vision loss, it's, it a lot depends. It depends on what the underlying eye pathology is, whether it's central field loss or peripheral field loss, what degree, et cetera, and what the task is that the person's trying to accomplish. So this slide shows a table and it shows along the top um, the different distances and durations of tasks. So the first column says near spotting. So great, so these are types of tasks like looking at a thermostat or a prescription pill bottle where it's something close up, something just want to spot check and look at something. Next to that is the near tasks, but they're more extended. This may be reading a book or a magazine. Next to that are two columns that represent intermediate tasks, uh, that distance that's intermediate, and then again, short-term spotting or extended long-term. And the last two columns represent far objects you're trying to view. Same thing, spotting like looking at a bus number or um, a McDonald's looking at the menu on the board or far extended, trying to watch television, for example. And then along the side, the y-axis, are the different categories of vision aids. So we talked before about the different categories of uh, which Escherbach is fortunate enough to have uh, products in those categories. And then you can see um, as you go across where that particular category works the best. So for example, the first row is handheld magnifiers. So handheld magnifiers, when you put that under the near spotting column, there's a big yes there and that's perfect. That's exactly what the type of tasks that handheld magnifiers are for. A quick near spotting task, like looking again, a prescription pub bottle or a, a thermostat. But Handle magnifiers don't work so well when you're trying to read a book because you have to hold it up and that makes it uncomfortable and it doesn't work well for intermediate or distance as well. But 
As you go down the next row of stand magnifiers, well, those don't work maybe all that great for near tasks that are very quick, but they're great for extended tasks like reading a book, and that's where they come into play. For spectacle magnifiers, they can be used for near both spotting and extended, but again, can't be used for the other distances. And then you move down to the telescope row, and there you can see, well, actually, there's pretty much a type of telescope that can be used for any task, whether it's near, intermediate, far away, whether it's short-term or long-term, and the same can be said for video magnifiers. So sometimes people think, well, why am I getting, what do I need, three to five different low vision aids? Well, it's because it depends on the different tasks you're trying to accomplish. And many people actually do need three to five because they're trying to do multiple different tasks. Okay. So that's kind of the overview I want to give on low vision care and Eschenbach. And now I want to jump into one of the newest devices we have and talk a little bit about that and the technology for our Vet Tech webinar today. And this is the SmartLex Digital, which is basically a full featured but easy to use five inch portable video magnifier. Um, we were fortunate enough to have the product reviewed in a recent issue of the American Foundation for the Blinds online publication. And what they said about it was that Eschenbach's new video magnifier, the SmartLex Digital, has features that may quickly convert you to a handheld video magnifier and make you wonder how you ever got by with the other alternatives. So we're glad to see that they see the benefits of the product. And what I wanna do now is kind of go through different features of the product, kind of slide by slide and talk about the feature, the advantages, and then the benefit to the end user. So the first thing is that it's got four tactile and color-coded buttons on the top. It looks pretty simple. Those buttons allow you to change the contrast, the magnification up and down, and then there's a blue button that's for freeze frame, take a picture. So from just using those buttons, we think it's a pretty simple uh, intuitive design, and it makes the device easy to use for the user and proving their satisfaction. Now there is an optional attachable handle. Some people like to have a handle to hold on to, so that's an accessory, and that provides a more secure and supportive grip and allows for two-handed holding of the device. And again, that provides for real optimal stability in reading. It also features 50 frames per second in its refresh rate, which is the best on the market. Uh, and that ensures that there's no ghosting. So when you move the device or minimizes the um, chances of ghosting, when you move the device over reading text, um, sometimes you can see the ghosting or the smearing of an image. And when you have a faster refresh rate, that goes away. So um, ours has the 50 frames per second, um, which helps reduce that. And that provides a better viewing experience and increased satisfaction again by the end user. It also has a built-in stand with actually three different settings to choose from. Um, so on the right, it shows how it comes out of the box with the stand actually fully retracted. And that can be used when you're looking at a thermostat or something very quick. When you fully extend the leg or the stand, then uh, you can use that best for reading. That's for reading longer periods of time. But you can actually fold it back halfway, and then it props up the magnifier at an angle. And that allows you to do hands-free tasks behind the camera. So that means you can use that to, I don't know, thread a needle, tie fishing flies, clip your nails, paint your nails. Uh, if you're diabetic, look at your syringe, look at coins, stamps, uh, whatever, if you're into hobbies that you want to have both hands-free. So it really gives the ability to have three different types of uh, tasks um, to be done, whether it's, again, something that's reading um, or hands-free. Um, and actually, when it's in that partially extended mode, you can actually write under it, too. So you can write checks and write letters and do things like that, too. 
It has a freeze frame option. That's one of the uh, buttons on the top, the blue button, and that produces a full high def image, 2300 by 1296, basically. Uh, and there's an eight gigabyte storage inside the device, which is the largest storage capacity on the market. So that allows you to take real high quality images and store them on the device. There's also an HDMI output connection. So if you were looking at photographs, for example, and want to look at them on a larger screen, you can now connect this via HDMI to your big 50 screen inch uh, TV screen. And if you're looking at pictures of uh, kids or grandkids or whoever, you can now look at that on a bigger screen. Um, and that leads to more utility for the device as well. There is a USB-C connection for recharging. So with USB-C, again, there's no wrong way to put the plug in. Uh, it works uh, both ways. So that makes it easier for users to recharge. And there's actually on screen two menus that you can go through if you want to, to make more advanced settings. So out of the box, you can just use the uh, four buttons on the top to make adjustments. But if you want to, you can dig down into more detail. Um, and I took a couple of screenshots here just to show where the menu is. It's on the very top edge of the device so that it can't accidentally be bumped. And then when you tap on that, you actually get two different screens of options. So for example, there's two rows. Uh, the top row uh, has a red line on it. And so that, that allows you to activate or deactivate the underlying feature. Next one over is a camera and that allows you to access all the photos you have stored on the device. Next to that is a little book uh, with an eye in it for information. That's a little um, short user manual. It's not the full user manual on paper that comes in the box, but it's got some key pages. So that's right on the device in case you needed to reference it. The next one over changes the magnification from step magnification to zoom if you want to have a smooth zoom. And then uh, the next one over allows you to change the tones when you tap on the buttons. It does make a tone if you want or not. There's three tones to choose from where you can turn that off. Next one allows you to change in the first one in the second row, the LEDs. So there's two LEDs on the device, one on either side of the camera. You can activate one or the other or both and then change the brightness of that. You can change the screen brightness, four settings on that too. The next icon over is about left-handed, right-handed. So I'm a righty, so I typically like to hold the device with the control buttons on the right, but a lefty might wanna switch it around. So these icons can be flipped around so that if you're a lefty and holding it so the control buttons on the left, all the icons show correctly for you. The next one just allows you to jump to the next page and the next page has the underline uh, with a couple arrows, one above it, one below it, and that allows you to actually change that underline. Uh, you can actually make it horizontal, or if you're reading like stock pages, for example, you can make it vertical, and you can change where it is on the screen. You can move it left or right or up and down. Or at that same time, you can also activate the blinds feature. Maybe you don't want the underline feature, but you want the top and the bottom kind of darkened out, so you can just focus on one row. And the same thing on that. You can make it wider or more narrow, and it can be horizontal or vertical. Next to that's the option to change all the different color views. And we talked before about contrast and its ability to improve one's vision. You can choose amongst 14, 14 different color options. So that on the device, the button, the red button, when you press it and it scrolls through different options, you can just have it select to go through just two options you like and not all 14. Next to that is the clock. You can change that. There's a couple buttons. If you want to, you can turn off for features. For example, some people may say, I keep bumping into that blue button that takes a freeze frame all the time. Can I turn that off? Yes, you can. In this menu, you can just deactivate that button, so I won't do that. There's an overview function I didn't talk about, but if you press down both the 
increase and decrease magnification button on the device, it'll zoom out to the lowest magnification of 3x. And you press those two buttons again, it zooms in again. And again, if you don't want that, you can turn that off too. Uh, the next one on the second row of this second screen is allows you to, when you plug it into an external monitor, the image shows up on both the device and your TV screen. Uh, but some people don't like that. Some people would rather just have it on the TV screen because it's a little disorienting. So you can do that. You can turn that off so it only shows on the TV screen or you can show it up on both if you like. The next one over changes the ability to turn on or off a blue light filter. Some people find the glare a little bit bright even after changing the brightness of the screen and the LEDs. You can activate or deactivate that. Next one over that allows you to change the time that the device automatically turns off after non-use. So if it doesn't move after five minutes, for example, it'll turn off or 15 minutes. Uh, but you can change that to be eight hours if you want. It's your choice. Then there's a reset button and also a software update button after that. So all kind of different features that you can access if you want to, taking advantage of some of the newer technology that's out there. But if you don't want to, you can just, um, or have a caregiver uh, set those things for you. And then all you've got to use are the buttons on the top of the device. There's a number of different other features on here too. Uh, the glare-free LCD screen, um, I mentioned before with the LEDs, you can adjust those. It's got a generous depth of focus. Um, the battery, of course, is rechargeable, um, but it's also replaceable, which is uh, not common amongst these types of devices, which is to say, after a number of years, if after a number of different cycles, the battery uh, needs to go, it can be replaced. You don't need to throw out the whole device. You can actually get a replaceable battery and it lasts about three hours. I mentioned the reading lines, the blue light filter and the auto shutoff. Oh, there's also an optional uh, rubber bumper too uh, that you can get around the device that kind of protects it from any damage and has up to two and a half year warranty, which is the best in category. So the, you can feel safe knowing the product is covered under warranty. But that brings me to the end. I just want to wrap up with a couple of takeaways. Um, again, just to reiterate, and there's a lot of people that have vision loss, 30 million in the US. So if you have it, um, you're not alone. Uh, that low vision care and low vision devices um, can help many people accomplish many of their visual goals and activities of daily living, excuse me, and increase their independence and quality of life. Ashton Block as a company, you've been around for quite some time, 109 years, uh, and we make some of the best quality magnification and vision enhancing products. We're a proud supporter of the BVA uh, and also do our best to try to give back to the community as well. In terms of the Smartlex Digital, again, it's a simple to use five inch device, but it has a lot of customizations you can take advantage of if you like. Um, including some of the ones that are listed there, including the range of magnification, the viewing modes, the fast refresh rate, brightness settings, et cetera. And that the SmartLex Digital can be used not only just for reading, but also for writing and for hands-free tasks as well. And then lastly, if you're a visually impaired veteran or you know someone who is, depending on, again, if you're a caregiver or a sponsor or a supporter or donor to the VVA, ask the VA if an Eschenbach product will be right for them. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Blind Defender Association's Vet Tech Podcast Series. This episode featured the recording from our October 19th Vet Tech Weekly Wednesday Webinar Series, where Tim Gels, the Director of Marketing from Eschenbach of America, joined us to talk about various conditions, as well as the devices that Eschenbach offers that will really enhance the independence of individuals living with sight loss. If you enjoyed this episode of the Blind Veteran Association Vet Tech Podcast Series, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review.
The VetTech Podcast Series is available on all major podcast services as well as through your digital smart speakers by simply asking it to play the latest episode of the BVA's VetTech Series. For more information about the BVA, be sure to check us online at bva.org as well as on our Facebook and Twitter feeds. I'd like to thank you again for listening to this episode and hope you all have a wonderful day.